Thank you, Elizabeth and Beck, and welcome back, everybody. If I can encourage you to keep your Bibles open there at the end of Luke chapter 2. And you might also like to take out your service sheet uh, as usual, and there's plenty of space if you'd like to take down uh, some notes as we go through the Bible passage together to help you remember, uh, to take to heart the things that God might have for you to listen to today. And uh, if you have any comments or questions, I'd love to be able to talk with you after the service uh, as well. Why don't we pray again as we think about God's Word together? Let's pray. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for. Father, we pray that that glorious truth again, that comfort, redemption, is available to us all because of the birth of Jesus, may be again marvellous in our eyes. In his name we pray. Amen. Well, Christmas is indeed over for another year. Well done for surviving Christmas 2018. And we're on the verge of a new year in 2019. And no doubt as we celebrate New Year's Eve tomorrow, uh, many of you will be looking back over the year that's been and, and reflecting on the good times, the, the bad times, and maybe even the sad times as well. But you'll also no doubt start to think about the new year and all the different possibilities and events that will no doubt come your way in 2019. I wonder what you are looking forward to in 2019. Maybe you have some big changes coming to your life in the new year. Uh, maybe you're about to get married. Maybe you're about to have your first child. Maybe you're about to change jobs or begin a new career. How are you feeling about all of those different things that will potentially come your way in the new year? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you feeling a little anxious? Maybe even afraid of the possibilities in the new year? Well, there'll be many things about 2019 that won't change. There'll be many things about the new year that are just the same as have been in 2018. Maybe you're into making New Year's resolutions, I don't know. I tend to make the same ones every year and then just rest in the grace of God for when I don't fulfil those New Year's uh, resolutions. But there'll be much about the new year, as I said, that we don't know. Even if we make a resolution, we don't know whether it will be fulfilled. We can't see the future. And so that can leave us feeling a little bit anxious. And so today, on the verge of a new year, what better place to look at than God's Word and to hear from the one who knows the future and we can trust our future uh, to Him. Uh, at the end of Luke chapter 2 is where we are today. It's just a, a short period of time after the birth of Jesus. And we're going to meet two special people today, Simeon and Anna. And as they had an encounter, even with the baby Jesus, the little boy Jesus, they realised that in the midst of an uncertain future and an uncertain world, in him they had two anchors or two posts in the ground that were rock solid and secure for them to build their future and their lives on and I want you to see them today 
because they are two things that can be certain in your new year as well. We're going to look at Simeon, first of all. And Simeon, we're going to see, was longing or looking forward to comfort. We meet Simeon in verse 25. It's just after the birth of Jesus and Mary and Joseph have have come to Jerusalem, to the capital city, to the temple of God, to dedicate Jesus to the Lord. And here's what we know about Simeon. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation. And the Holy Spirit was on him. So Simeon's just an ordinary guy. He's not a politician. He's not a religious leader. He's just an ordinary guy who loves God and he is longing, looking forward to, we're told, Israel's consolation or Israel's comfort. He's looking forward to comfort. Why? Well, if you know anything about Israel's history to this point, you know that they have been in a whole lot of discomfort. Yes, long ago in the past, they had their own nation, their own king, And life was good, but over the last 500 years up until this point, they've just been living under the rule of foreign uh, nations. And they haven't enjoyed that consolation and comfort. But Simeon knew that God had made a promise, and he was looking forward to that promise being fulfilled. So in Isaiah chapter 40, uh, we see something of that promise, where God said, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed. That is the consolation, that is the comfort that Simeon and others were longing for, that they were looking forward to. And Simeon had good reason to believe that his waiting was almost over. Have a look at verse 26. It had been revealed to him, that is Simeon, by the Holy Spirit, that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. And then indeed in the very next verse, the Holy Spirit prompts Simeon to go to the temple at the exact right time on the exact day that Mary and Joseph are bringing Jesus to be dedicated to the Lord. Verse 27, guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple complex when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform for him what was customary customary under the law. And when Simeon saw this boy being brought into the temple, he knew. I don't know how he knew, other than that the Holy Spirit had revealed to him that this was the one that he had been waiting for. This was the one who would bring comfort and consolation to his nation and to his people. And not just political comfort, but spiritual, eternal comfort. And so Simeon's response, we read in verse 28, 29 and following, is to praise God. He says, Now, Master, you can dismiss your slave in peace as you promised, for my eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared it in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel. Here is the one. Here is the great comforter, the light of the world, the forever king that Israel had been longing and waiting for. God had kept his promise again. 
Now, I don't know if any of you have read the famous C.S. Lewis book, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, or have seen the movie. Just put up your hand if you know what I'm talking about when I talk about The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Wonderful. Uh, there is this great scene in the book and, of course, in the movie as well, as the four children enter into Narnia for the first time and they s discover it's winter. And it's been winter for a long, long time. In fact, it's been winter for over a hundred years. And the land has been ruled by an evil white witch. And Lewis, in his books, describes the nation as always being winter, but never Christmas. Always winter, but never Christmas. And Lucy, one of the children, her response to that news is, how awful. And how awful indeed. Having winter, now we're in the southern hemisphere, so you've got to kind of flip around to the northern hemisphere, having winter, but not the best part of it, Christmas. But in the midst of the long winter, there was hope. Because in the book, there was a prophecy, a prophecy from long ago involving four children, yes, but centred on one other character, the great lion of Narnia, King Aslan himself. And the prophecy said this, at the sound of Aslan's roar, sorrows will be no more. Everyone in Narnia was looking forward to that day, was longing for that consolation, that comfort that Aslan's roar would bring. Now, maybe this last year, 2018, has been a winter year for some of you here. And you're longing in 2019 for a new spring. And if you're feeling like that today then see again what Simeon saw all those years ago. See that in Jesus, he is your consolation. He is the comfort that you are longing for. God has kept his promise to Simeon, and I want to say that God continues to keep his promise to you. If you are longing for comfort, then in Jesus, you can find it in the new year. Now, that does not mean that there won't be winter again in your year ahead. Indeed, even in Mary's experience, as Simeon says to her, there will be a sword that pierces your heart as she has to watch in the years ahead to her own son being murdered. No doubt in the new year ahead, there will be trouble that comes your way as well. But even in the midst of the trouble that will likely come your way, you can still have comfort. You can still have consolation because Jesus has promised to be with you in the new year, no matter what happens. And so in that truth, you have a strength and a comfort to get through whatever happens in 2019. I hope you can see that. So trust him with whatever happens in the new year. Looking for comfort. The second person we meet is Anna. And she's also looking forward, but she's looking forward to something from a slightly different orientation. Let's meet Anna. We see her in verse 36 and verse 37. There was a prophetess, Anna, a daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was well along in years, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and was a widow for 84 years. She did not leave the temple complex, serving God night and day with fasting and prayers. So Anna is an, is an older lady and she is so good. She's so faithful. 
such a godly woman. And she has had a winter in her life, no doubt, 84 years being a widow. But that did not turn her away from God. She loved God so much that she would come to church every day of the week, day and night, to pray and to serve him. But she was looking forward to something. See again, verse 38, what she was looking forward to. Verse 38, at that very moment, she came up and began to thank God and to speak about him to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Israel. She was looking forward to, and many others were looking forward to, redemption. Now, what does that word mean? Well, redemption comes from the world of slavery, doesn't it? And it has to do with being bought out of slavery, being redeemed, someone paying a price to set you free. And there's a great story that I've heard that explains this concept really well. It's a story told of a young country boy, not myself, I'm just putting that out there, another young country boy who managed to trap two small birds in his backyard and he put them in a cage. And his sister came up to him and noticed the birds that he was playing with in the cage and his sister said to him what are you going to do with those birds and he replied to her well I'm just going to continue to play with them a little bit and by playing it was poking them with sticks and other things he said after I finish with them I'll just take them and feed them to the cats and she went oh well here's five dollars I will buy the birds and the cage off you now, a young country boy, five bucks was everything. So he's like, sweet, I didn't pay anything for these birds. I'll take the five dollars. And as he was pondering on his newfound wealth, his sister opened the doors of the cage and let the birds go. She redeemed them. She set them free from their slavery. That's redemption. That's what Anna and many people in Israel were longing for looking forward to and again not just political redemption freedom from their overlords and oppressors as we sung last week during our christmas carols season the carol O holy night we know that israel had a much bigger problem long lay the world and israel in sin and error pining anna longed for her people to be set free from their sin to be restored into relationship with the God who made them and loved them. She was looking forward to that. We saw that prophecy also in Isaiah chapter 40, didn't we? Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for. And as the baby Jesus was brought into the temple, and just as Anna just happened to be going up to the temple again, and saw baby Jesus, she knew. Again, I don't know how, other than that the Spirit of God revealed to her that she knew that the redemption, the forgiveness that they'd all been longing for had arrived, and she got to see him with her own eyes. Later in his own life, Jesus would echo the words of Anna by saying, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom a redemption for many now as you look back on your relationship with god in 2018 
Maybe for some of you, it wasn't the best year for your relationship with God. Maybe you are feeling a little bit guilty today as you look back on the year and realize that you haven't really grown in your love for God in 2018. The resolutions that you made at January 2018 to read the Bible more, to pray more, to give more, to serve more, whatever, hasn't been fulfilled and you feel a bit ashamed and guilty by that. And maybe you're about to make the same resolutions again. Next year, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to read the Bible more. I'm going to come to church every day of the week, like Anna, day and night. I don't know what resolutions you're about to make in your relationship with God. But my guess is they won't last long because we are still imperfect people. And so we still feel guilty, don't we? What's the solution to that? Well, the solution to begin with is to see again what Anna saw. That in Jesus, you have a perfect saviour, a redeemer, one that can forgive you, wipe the slate clean of 2018, and you can begin 2019 with a fresh start. And then every day that you fall again, if you look back again at Jesus, he wipes the slate clean, and you can begin afresh. Isn't that good news? Because I don't know about you, but the resolutions I'm going to make in the next couple of days, I'd be surprised if they last a week. And if it depends on my performance, my spiritual performance, to assure me of God's favour, then I have no certainty. I have no confidence. But if I take my eyes off myself and put it back again on Jesus, oh, the freedom the refreshment that he is the one who can do what he has promised to do. So in the midst of an uncertain future ahead of us all, Simeon and Anna discovered two rock-solid anchors or stakes in the ground that they could build their future on. The comfort of God and the redemption of God. And as the new year is about to begin for us with all of its uncertainties, can I encourage you, to plant those two stakes in the ground of your life and to build your future around them, that no matter what happens, you will know the comfort of God and the forgiveness, the redemption of God. And as I finish, let me just share with you three practical ways, three practical things that you can do in 2019 for the comfort and redemption of God to be the driving force of your decisions and your life next year. The first is this, become a marveller in 2019. Be a marveller. You see, when Mary and Joseph processed everything that Simeon said about their son, we're told in verse 33 that they were amazed, or other versions say, they marvelled at what was said about their son. When Simeon recognised Jesus as the comfort of God, what was the first thing he did? Praise God. They marvelled. Can I encourage you to be a marveller in 2019? Keep praising God, no matter what comes your way. Keep gathering together on Sunday mornings, Sunday evenings, where it's structured into our very day to stand together and sing songs of praise to God as our comfort 
as our Redeemer. And it's as we gather and as we sing that we're reminded of those great truths. And no matter what happened in the week before or the week ahead, we know that those things are sure and certain. And it's a great way to begin a week together, isn't it? Gathering on a Sunday and singing the great truths of God. Keep it as a priority in your family life as well, in your own quiet times. Become a marveller. Secondly, be a mover or become a mover. We're told that Simeon, before he would experience the comfort of God, he had to be moved by the Spirit to go up to the temple at the right time to see baby Jesus. And likewise, Anna, in verse 39, had to come up again to the temple to see Jesus and to experience the redemption that he brings. But when they were prompted by the Spirit, they didn't sit still. They moved. They obeyed the promptings of God. They moved with him and they discovered great blessing as a result. Now, I don't know what specific way God is moving in you today, prompting you for the new year, but I'm sure God is. Because God doesn't want us to stand or to sit still. Growth to maturity in Christ is an ongoing part of the Christian life. God doesn't want, he wants us to have comfort, but he doesn't want us to be comfortable. God wants us to move forward. So where is God prompting you today to move forward next year? Maybe it's in your personal relationship with him, your daily Bible reading and prayer. Maybe it's in committing to join a small group to be an encouragement to others and to be encouraged by others. Maybe he wants you to move forward and to step up into serving him in church and in ministry in our community so that others can see the comfort and redemption of the Lord as well. I, I don't know specifically where God is moving in every person here this morning, but I'm sure he is. Are you listening and will you move with him? And the third practical thing for today is to be a messenger or become a messenger. We're told again with Anna in verse 38 that she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. She couldn't help but speak to anyone who was willing to listen about the great hope found in God's word. So let me encourage you to be a messenger in 2019. And you know what happens? Because this has been my experience, and I think it's been the experience of many others, that when you talk to other people about the love of God, the comfort that you can find in your Heavenly Father, the forgiveness that you can have in Him, the more you talk about it to other people, guess what happens to you and to your heart? You start to believe it afresh yourself. The comfort of the Lord becomes a living experience for you. The redemption of God becomes so much good news for you. Has that been anyone else's experience? As you talk about it to others, you're reminded of it yourself, and you're like, this really is good. Let me encourage you to be a messenger this year, wherever God places you. In your homes, yes, your places of study, work, the people that you sit next to on the bus or the train, be bold, be a messenger this year. 2019, 
a verge of a new year. And it can be a good year if you see what Simeon saw and you see what Anna saw, the comfort of the Lord and the redemption of the Lord. I hope you can see it. Let's pray. Comfort, comfort my people, says the Lord. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for. Father, we thank you that in your son Jesus, that great prophecy has been fulfilled, that comfort is now ours, that we have hope and confidence in the future and that we are free from our sin. That the mistakes of the past year, many years before, don't need to define us anymore. That they can be wiped clean because of Jesus' death and resurrection. And that we can begin a new year with hope and a fresh start. And we pray that we would embrace that again this day and every day of 2019. And it's in Jesus' name we pray.